Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, Saturday, November the 4th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith. It is a loaded Saturday card, 15 games in NHL action. And normally on these Saturdays, we know we're going to go at least an hour and a half, maybe even two hours, take our time, really break these down. Unfortunately, I don't have the luxury of time today. Uh, we're on a time crunch today. So this is going to be the most rapid of rapid fire Saturday shows that you will ever see. We're going to go bing, bang, boom as quickly as we can through these uh, 15 games. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. We will begin with the Nashville Predators taking on the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, this is the first of two day games uh, on this slate. We've got uh, Edmonton minus 180, home favorites, six and a half the total, 190 actually in some spots here with the Oilers, who we are still waiting on them to get rolling this season. They have just been one step forward and two steps back doing the old Paula Abdul here. Uh, to begin the uh, season right now, but uh, definitely it's been frustrating. They have the win in the Heritage Classic against Calgary, uh, and they follow that up with a setback against the uh, Dallas Stars. And Dallas is a really good team, but the fact Dallas was playing back-to-back, you know, you thought maybe the Oilers could take advantage of that. They couldn't. Now they're playing a Nashville team that, look, it's not your dad's Nashville Predators uh, team right now. They're giving up more goals. This road trip's been a struggle for them. In the first two games, losing to Vancouver and Seattle, giving up nine goals uh, in those two games combined right now for the uh, the Nashville team. So they are struggling at the defensive end uh, right now. Uh, we don't have goalies confirmed yet, but I would suspect we're going to see Skinner versus Soros here in this game. These teams already played, of course, earlier this year as well. And we saw, obviously, the Oilers do significant damage to Nashville. Oilers have really owned this series. They've really, really had a a degree of dominance here over this Nashville Predators team. Uh, Campbell's actually projected, but not confirmed here uh, in between the pipes for the uh, Edmonton. I'm on a bunch of bets here in this game, but the side and total, I'm on Edmonton team total over three and a half minus 130. I think it's a relatively good price. You get Edmonton at home off a loss and just asking them to score goals. And how many times have we said it? Edmonton shows up, they usually score four goals. I mean, better to bet that than minus 190 on the money line is taking their team total over three and a half minus one thirty. split it up with the over. This is a series history bet over Palooza with predators versus Oilers. You know, if you look at the recent series meetings, so a little split there between Oilers team total over three and a half and the full game over six and a half. People are onto it in the chat. Alex already brought it up to me before the show. Leon Dreisaitl owns the Nashville Predators. I mean, the numbers are just dominant for him against this team. So whether it's him to score a goal, him to get two or more goals, plus 500, you can even sprinkle on the hat trick, which is upwards of plus 2,500, you know, at some spots, over one and a half points at even money. Anything Leon Dreisaitl today in this game makes a lot of sense. He has just completely done significant offensive damage game in and game out versus the Nashville Predators, and this goes back many years. Uh, what do you think here, Alex, Nashville-Edmonton? So, yeah, definitely uh, everybody kind of reading the same script there with uh, Dreisaitl. I took a shot with him to get uh, two goals, uh, plus 500, but I'm also liking that uh, over one and a half points at even money. I'll be on that as well. But the biggest play I like as far as this game goes is the first period over at two. Uh, you can grab that still at plus 105 or plus 110. We've seen this catch eight of the last ten meetings, and even you look at just the last four straight, We've seen high, high-scoring affairs, so uh, definitely no worry about getting goals early. And This is one you don't want to wait for and try and grab at a better price. Just go on and grab the two, grab the plus money, and uh, just hope the goals pour in like they have been uh, last uh, several meetings between these two teams. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Oiler team total, Noel. I know I lost a game. Think about it, though. Dallas has a better defensive team. Dallas just a better team than Nashville. Dallas has better goaltending than Nashville. And Edmonton still scored three, and they were knocking on the door of a fourth and tying that game, but uh, there was some uh, chances that went awry. But I think they've got the opportunity. And if you look at series history, like I said, Edmonton has scored goals in bunches uh, against this Nashville Predators team uh, in the majority of recent. They, they've had a couple home games against Nashville the last couple of years where they put six and seven goals on the board. 
against Nashville. So uh, I do like that team total here today, three and a half. If they if, if they like lose three to one or something today, four to one, and they look bad, then it's then it's time to just pump the brakes on Edmonton. So I'm giving them a shot here today. You know, show me what you can do because you know there's there's no excuse. There should be effort. There should be intensity. There should be focus coming off the loss against Dallas. Uh, and we'll see if that is the uh, case today uh, against the Nashville Predators. All right, Winnipeg, Arizona. We've got Winnipeg minus 130, uh, road favorites, six and a half the total. I, I actually don't have anything here, at least not as of right now. Um, don't want to go against Arizona at home. You know, I think they play well there. Uh, and uh, we saw it, obviously, the last game against Montreal. Very tough spot. I got to give the uh, uh, Arizona Coyotes all kinds of credit. That was a barn burner against Anaheim. And they have to come back home, play Montreal 24 hours later, and they found a way to grind out a victory. Was it pretty? No. Was it a Picasso, a Rembrandt, I aesthetically pleasing? No. Uh, but they found a way to get the uh, job done in that game in a really tricky spot. Uh, Winnipeg slumping here now the last few games. Uh, they've stumbled a little bit here, uh, trying to get back on track. They have faced a pretty tough schedule uh, of opponents, but uh, still, nevertheless, not playing their best hockey right now. I think that's fair to say. Uh, with this uh, Winnipeg Jets team. Uh, you look at this uh, matchup here, though, against Arizona. It looks like Hellebuck and Vemelka uh, is apparently going to be the uh, goaltending battle here uh, in this game. So we'll see uh, how that uh, transpires. Uh, but right now in this game, maybe a slight lean to the draw. I could only look at Arizona. But the one thing about Winnipeg is they have done a very good job head-to-head -head against the Arizona Coyotes. They have really owned this series in recent meetings. The Jets have done very well. Uh, against Arizona. So for that reason, I've stayed off. Only leans to Arizona and perhaps the draw. I could see a competitive close game here. What do you think, Alex, with Jets, Coyotes? Yeah, I'm on the draw here. I got plus 333 yesterday at Caesars. Uh, you look at the last four meetings, all decided by one goal, all close games with two of them going past regulation. So I kept it simple and went with the draw here. Yeah, I would agree with that. Lawson Crow, I'll throw out a prop in this game. Lawson Kraus for Arizona. Since he's moved up to the second line, I think he's gotten on the score sheet every game. Uh, and, yeah. and so he's been definitely noticeable. I think of all the props now for Arizona, uh, he's the one that's a little lying under the radar right now with some good value. All right, the rest of the games are at night. Boston and Detroit. Uh, the Bruins minus 140 road favorites, uh, six the total in this game. I'm drinking the Jimmy Murphy Kool-Aid on this one. I listened to what he said yesterday. It makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, I think this is a live home underdog in this game with the Detroit Red Wings. You look at the last two times here that Boston's gone to the Motor City and we've seen Detroit beat them uh, twice in a row. The last two times Boston's been here. And think about this spot for the Bruins. They're still banged up on the blue line. Credit to them for fighting through it against Toronto and still winning in a shootout. But you're still without McAvoy. You're still without Grizzlick, Forbert. And credit to Ian Mitchell and uh, Parker Witherspoon and Mason Lowrider. Mason Lowrider. Credit to them. Played well against Toronto. But now you got to go on the road and do that. And think about the schedule. Boston already beat this Detroit team last week at TD Garden. Then they played the two uh, games against uh, opponents in the division that they have a significant history with. Obviously, Florida, the team that knocked them out in the playoffs early in the week, and then Toronto, which is a rivalry, tons of history there. They get two wins in those games, and then you're coming back now to Detroit, and this is where you see whew, little exhale from Boston, and maybe they don't bring that same level uh, here in this game. I, I worry about that for the Boston Bruins in this spot. So I like Detroit here. Now Detroit's leveling off. Detroit's regressing. Detroit's slumping after that red hot start a bit, but they've played Boston well here at uh, the pizza box, little Caesars arena. I like this price and I like this spot here with the Detroit Red Wings plus 120. Alex Bruins, Red Wings. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I grabbed Red Wings plus 125 yesterday. And it's kind of the spot too, though. The fact that they've been regressing a little bit, this is definitely, uh, you know, a, a show-up spot here tonight. At home, Saturday night against the division rival, a team you've played well. Uh, Detroit should come out and, and come out firing here in this game. So I, I like them at uh, still a plus price. Plus one, I would play it all the way down to plus 105, plus 110. But uh, I, I definitely think we see this number probably move before puck drops. Yeah, I would agree with that. Good prop game, Zaka. Is on fire for the Bruins. Keep going with him. Um, I would say, um, you know, the Lindholm and the um, and and Mason Lowry got a point in the the game the other night. And Jimmy Murphy says look for assist props at the very least with Lowry uh, from the uh, blue blue line. So keep that 
keep that in mind. It might be a good look there. As far as Detroit, they haven't been scoring as much lately. Um, but the one that's uh, noticeable with the value right now for them, other than Valeno, I, we, we've talked about it nauseum, although he's cooled off a bit, uh, is uh, D- Daniel Sprong. You know, he has scored, I believe, two of the last four games. Uh, and uh, you can get upwards of plus 450 for him to score a goal tonight. So there's one lying in the weeds there uh, if you're looking at some value as far as goal props is concerned for the uh, Detroit side tonight. All right, Tampa Bay and Ottawa. By the way, I do want to mention the uh, goaltending. Huso for Detroit, probably all mark for Boston, but it hasn't been confirmed as of yet. Uh, Lightning Senators, Ottawa, minus 120 home favorite, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, this one's tricky for me because uh, Ottawa is not going to lose forever, okay? I know they're in a bad way right now. They're very banged up on the blue line. That definitely is a problem uh, when you're looking at a backup team, when you got cluster injuries on, on defense. That's going to really hamper and impede your ability to win hockey games. And when you have no Brandstrom, no Zub, no Shabbat, and they're all right-shot defensemen as well uh, for this team. So it becomes real tricky. I mean, they're, they they got to make do with Jacob Bernard Docker, Tyler Clevin, Nick Mantenpalo. Uh, right now on the uh, blue line. So uh, it's just tough sledding right now for Ottawa on the uh, back end at the moment. And you can tell it's affecting their ability to win hockey games right now. When you've got that much uh, detrimental absences on the blue line, uh, you're going to obviously have a tougher time winning games. Uh, We'll see if they can bounce back. They've slipped down to below 500, four and five on the season. That being said, you want to back Tampa Bay and their winless road record, you know, 0 and 4. Uh, on the season, on the road, Tampa Bay hasn't won on the road. So this is a pretty sharp home road dichotomy we've seen uh, early in the season for the Tampa Bay Lightning. They actually have a very good home record, 4-0-2. They haven't lost in regulation time at home, but on the road, winless uh, on the season. And, of course, we saw them lose to Columbus 4-2, to the first game of this road trip uh, on Thursday night. Prior to that, remember, they started the season after the season opener, which was at home against Nashville. They went on the road for three games, including one game against this Ottawa team. They played Detroit, Ottawa, Buffalo. They lost all three games. So this is a winless road team right now uh, for the uh, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So I actually like this spot for Ottawa. I think they they dig down. They find a way. I don't love it. Maybe we'll sprinkle a couple bucks on it, but small lean here to the Ottawa Senators, minus 120. And this is another over for me that is all series history. Look at the recent meetings here, 5-2-7-4-7-4-4-3-5-2. Every single one of the last five meetings between these teams has hit at least seven goals. So hard to argue with maybe looking for goals tonight, especially with a banged-up, depleted, short-handed, short-staffed Ottawa blue line tonight. Uh, What do you think here, Alex, Tampa Bay, Ottawa? Yeah, if I had to play a side right now, it would be Ottawa or nothing. But I'm going to be waiting for a live line. You mentioned definitely high-scoring affair between these two teams often. Uh, so we're waiting for that five and a half to pop up around the dollar twenty or better. All right, looking at this as a, a live opportunity, Alex, in uh, this one here, Lightning and uh, Senators. Uh, it looks like we will have Corpus Salo Johansson, uh, your goaltending matchup here in this uh, game, although no confirmation uh, as of yet with that. All right, Kings and Flyers. We've got the uh, L.A. Kings. Oh, by the way, props. Jacob Chikrin has actually supplanted Jake Sanderson for me as far as blue line props for Ottawa he has really been producing shooting the puck playing as much if not more than Sanderson right now Jacob Chikrin man over uh shots on goal points assist or goal assist prop I think they're all power play point they're probably all worth a look I'll go back to the well with the two players I keep on mentioning for Tampa Bay Barry Boulay Nick Paul and Nick Paul against the Ottawa Senators his former team as well so uh why not with those two guys again run it back with those two lightning props All right, Kings and Flyers, we've got uh, L.A. minus 185 road favorites, uh, six and a half being the uh, total uh, here in this game. I think when you look at this matchup here, as far as the Kings and the Flyers, Kings are not the team I'm going against on the road, period, right now. This has been a road warrior this year, this L.A. Kings team. They've played excellent hockey away from uh, Crypto Arena, 5-0 on the road. Uh, already wins on this road trip against the Leafs and Senators to get it going. Now they take on a Philly team, and they have the rest advantage in this game as well. Kings playing Thursday in Ottawa. Flyers, second half of a back-to-back after being in Buffalo last night and dismantling, really, the Buffalo Sabres. Very impressive bounce-back result for Philadelphia after they did not play. Well, they actually played okay against Buffalo on Wednesday, but they lost because they couldn't capitalize on their chances. They got some early goals last night, uh, and uh, that made life easier on Sam Harrison, who, by the way, credit to him, he's really struggled this year. He stepped up in a big way 
uh, for Philadelphia last night. By far his best game uh, in net for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers this season. They got timely goals uh, in that win against Buffalo uh, last night. But now you're on a back-to-back situation. We'll see if you're able to handle it. What's very interesting, a great storyline to make sure you keep an eye on this leading up to puck drop tonight. We know that Carter Hart is out. And we know that Sam Harrison is the primary backup goaltender to Carter Hart now uh, with Hart injured. But they needed to call someone else up from the minors, from the AHL, because Hart is not apparent, apparently not going to return just yet. We're looking at more so a week or two weeks, possibly, that he's out, uh, as opposed to just a couple of days. So um, Hart is still not available, from what I can see, uh, for this game. You played Sam Harrison last night against Buffalo. So who was called up right now to be that second goalie to help out Sam Harrison? Well, wouldn't you know it, Cal Peterson. Remember him? Yeah, Uh, part of that trade last year with the Kings, former L.A. King. Basically just, they punted on him. They just flat out got rid of him. You know, they said, you know what, because he had a terrible start to the year last year. Remember, that's when the Kings really had a tough start. The goaltending was a problem. Cal Peterson was a part of it. He was not playing well. The Kings just outright said, you know what? That's it. We're going to move on from you. Dealt him to the Flyers. uh, And now all of a sudden, here he is in Philly. And he's got a chance maybe tonight, assuming what Torts is going to do, what I think he's going to do. And that start Cal Peterson here on the back-to-back. He's got a chance to play his former team. You don't think he'll be fired up? Team gave up on him uh, last year. No question about that. Now, is he good enough to play well? <laughs> you could ask. It's a totally different, entirely different question. But that is something to keep in mind. There is no goalie like a goalie scorned. And he got scorned by the LA Kings. Now, he didn't play well. It's not like they had no business doing that. But it's just amazing that they invested the future a little bit in Peterson. And just right away, a little struggle there. A couple months of bad play. Uh, and all of a sudden, you're out. So I can understand why he'd be upset. I can understand why he'd be a little pissed off at the LA Kings and why if he starts tonight for Philadelphia, he's going to want to prove a point. So I'm sprinkling on the draw tonight here with the Kings and the Flyers at a very big plot. I don't have the guts to take Philly, especially with LA undefeated on the road, but I think this is going to be a cagey game. I think it's going to, I actually think the under might be a good look tonight because LA is starting to revert to that, you know, Let's play a little tighter on the road. They they were not yeah. happy with the amount of goals they were giving up early in the season. They've gotten back to a little bit better defensive play on this road trip against Toronto and Ottawa. I could see this being an under. I could see Peterson stepping up, maybe playing well tonight. And I could see this maybe having a chance to go to overtime. And at the plus 390 price that you can get with the draw here at FanDuel, why not? Uh, I think he has a chance maybe. to. And by the way, I also went back and looked. I think the last two times L.A. played in Philadelphia, we saw the game go to overtime. So that's another thing that factored into my decision. So draw plus 390 here for me. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Kings and Flyers. Yeah, that's a good look. And that's something I might actually tail as well. But like I said, definitely want to keep an eye and see if, uh, if the, you know, they could run Harrison back. But the chances are, like I said, Cal Peterson going against his old team. And as we mentioned, uh, you know, this is, I think, a great trade. I think he needed that change of scenery. He wasn't going to get the looks in L.A. And, and once he did, he just didn't perform to the expectation. But I think. Now, like I said, there's no pressure on him, uh, you know, in, in Philly. You know, Carter Hart's the guy. No one's expecting him to, to take over the reins. I think that maybe uh, we could see some better play from him. So, yeah, if he's in that, I'm more than likely going to be looking at probably adding some under as well, maybe even in game, maybe hope for a goal early, kind of do the reverse of, of what we're normally looking for. Hope for a goal in the first couple of minutes and then grab uh, seven and a half adjusted drop down, maybe, you know, late $1.20 or even $1.30. But uh, definitely going to sprinkle with that draw at plus 390. Yeah, no doubt about that. It's funny. The other draw I was thinking about, actually, I think there is another. Did I bet another draw later in the card? I think I actually do have one more draw. That I, Yeah, I do. But the only other one I was thinking earlier was the one Alex actually did recommend and bet himself, which was Winnipeg uh, and Arizona. But this one I thought was great value, man. Plus 390. Kings went to OT last two visits to Philadelphia. And given the Peterson angle, potentially against his old team tonight. So, uh, and Philly's not Philly's going to want to keep this tight to the vest game as well. So I could see definitely maybe overtime potential here uh, in Philadelphia tonight. All right, Buffalo and Toronto next up. We've got the um, Leafs minus 220 home favorites, six and a half being the uh, total here in this game. Uh, should be an interesting matchup here. Sabres and Leafs, good rivalry. 
uh, between these two teams. We have another situation where one team does have a rest advantage, that being Toronto. They played Thursday against Boston. Buffalo's coming in on the back-to-back after a 5-1 loss to the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, you pretty much knew right away it was not going to be Buffalo's night. They had as bad a start as you could ask for, just haphazard with the puck, turning it over, uh, just too loose in coverage in their own zone. And uh, they got better as the game went on, but by the time they got their game to their game at 3 nothing Philadelphia, you know, Harrison was comfortable, he was playing well, and they just couldn't solve him. And that was basically the end of that. The one thing you always get from the Buffalo Sabres usually is a great effort when they play the Toronto Maple Leafs. No question about that. You actually look at series history. Buffalo has the winning record in recent head-to-head meetings against Toronto, going uh, five uh, and uh, three uh, in the last eight meetings uh, against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. So this has always been one of those games where Buffalo really shows up, really wants to play well. I did grab a little Buffalo. This this is always the price. This is where I want Buffalo. I want them on the road when they take a little step up in class as a big dog. And I find in these spots, they've been good. Last year, I remember they went on that road trip and they were just picking off these really good teams last year in these kind of spots. So I think after a bad game last night, does the back-to-back worry me? Leafs are rested? Yeah, of course. But Buffalo always plays Toronto tough. Five and three, the last eight head-to-heads for the Sabres. This is another one I've got to look over, even with Joe Wall in that, because again, series history is pretty stark here. Last uh, five meetings, or last really nine meetings, 5-3, You know, that's seven goals or more in practically every ni- meeting of the last nine between the Buffalo Sabres and the Toronto Maple Leafs. So at six and a half, it's over for me. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Sabres, Leafs. Yeah, I would sprinkle toward the over. Uh, as far as side goes, except, you know, Buffalo plays them tight, but I, I'm just not trusting the form of the Sabres right now. I certainly can't look at anything Leafs at this big of a price. So it's going to be a pass on the side. That's just a little bit of lean on the total. Yeah, this is one I, very, very, I consider the draw as well, but not a lot of draw history between these two teams. There's been a lot of close games. None of them have gone to overtime, though. It's pretty crazy that there's been a lot of competitive games, yet not not a one-overtime uh, game in recent memory between the uh, Sabres uh, and the Leafs. You know, I'd run back Brandon Byro. I'd run back J.J. Paterka, some of these Sabres props I mentioned yesterday uh, for them uh, in this game. Uh, Toronto, you know, Nylander uh, and uh, – or sorry, Matthews and Marner finally got going for them uh, in the uh, game the other night against Boston, even though they fell short. We'll see if they can uh, keep that rolling here tonight, but definitely – uh, Morgan Riley, I still think, you know, one of these nights when I finally say, you know what, I don't bet it, he's going to probably end up scoring a goal. But he does get a lot of power play minutes and opportunity. So maybe you look in that direction for him one more time as far as uh, props go uh, for the uh, Leafs tonight. All right, next up, we've got Montreal and St. Louis. Blues minus 120, home favorites, six and a half the total uh, here in this game. Um, and I told you yesterday about that New Jersey-St. Louis game, even though I – I only bet the over because I was riding that streak with New Jersey. And I said, but I'm worried about this one because St. Louis is a dead nuts under team right now. And they absolutely showed it. Uh, There's just not a lot of offense there, although they did win last night, credit to them. But they can at times be solid defensively uh, as well. And we saw that last night in the uh, victory against the uh, New Jersey Devils. But they have been a massive under team and, um, you know, four straight, five of the last six Blues games have gone under. So, uh, that is definitely something I noticed. Uh, Montreal, meanwhile, uh, the road trip continues for them. Really, really tough luck for them on the first two games. They they, they outplayed the Vegas Golden Knights, I thought, but lost in a shootout 3-2. Uh, and pretty much an even game with Arizona the other night, and they fell just short 3-2 uh, last uh, Thursday night against Arizona. I think this is the time now for Montreal. They catch St. Louis. I know it's a no-travel back-to-back because they played at home last night against New Jersey, but... Still, I think with the Montreal, this is an opportunity for them to uh, take a step up. Let's be real. Uh, St. Louis ain't Arizona. They're not even Arizona, let alone Vegas. Okay, so this is a little bit of a step down in competition, if you will, for the Montreal Canadiens. And they have won three straight, by the way, head-to-head against St. Louis, including 7-4 to four last year in St. Louis. And that was when the Blues were starting to fall apart and they were starting to sell and trade deadline came around and they were the rebuild began and Montreal just put the boots to this St. Louis. I don't know if they'll put the boots to them tonight, but I think it's a good spot for them to bounce back at their first win on this road trip. So plus 100, I like the Habs here 
uh, in this game. Alex, uh, Canadians and Blues. Yeah, I like the Habs here, too, in this spot. And it's funny, I, I was actually kind of hoping that we maybe see Jake Allen uh, possibly getting the start here against his old team with St. Louis. But even with Montembeau, I'm obviously even more uh, inclined to back Montreal here. But I think that just would have been a good start to give him, you know, give him some confidence and maybe playing against his old team, kind of get built some momentum. But Montembeau's fine, and it, it even money here, even with a big card. I'll take a shot here with the Habs. Yeah, they're interchangeable, those two guys. No no question about that, both uh, Mont and Bo and Allen. I mean, they, they, they both go through ups and downs, you know, winning streaks, losing streaks. There's no question about that. Uh, but when you look at it here, uh, both of them are capable of playing well. You're right. I would have liked the Allen angle. That would have been good against his former team. You know, that always gets a goaltender probably in the right in the mindset to, hey, we really want to play well tonight uh, and do a nice job against our former team. But you may not get that tonight. So keep an eye. I don't think we've seen a confirmation uh, either way uh, at the uh, moment here. Oh, it is Montembeau confirmed. Yeah, so there you yeah. go. Yeah, it is official. Montembeau is in. So that's all right. No big deal. Uh, he's definitely capable of uh, playing well. As far as props go for uh, this game, uh, I would really stick to Kapanen on St. Louis, Robert Thomas, guys like that. Uh, and then for Montreal, there is going to be some shuffling, I believe, with their lines tonight. Uh, keep that in mind. It looks like Caulfield, Suzuki, and Christian Dvorak on the top line. Christian Dvorak, someone that uh, obviously returning to the lineup for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Uh, he has yet to play a game this season for them. And going from off the injured list to the top line tonight for the Montreal Canadiens. So you know what that means. V-A-L-U-E as far as his player props tonight. Uh, Christian Dvorak for sure. So might be worth a look. All right, Columbus and Washington. We've got uh, Washington minus 145 home favorites. Six and a half being the uh, total uh, here in this game. Uh, between these two teams should be an interesting matchup here. I think when you look at the uh, Jackets and the Capitals, Washington's you know been a lot more up and down lately. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, you know we thought maybe they're starting to get things together, a little win streak, and then right back down to earth. They get blanked by the New York Islanders, three uh, nothing uh, on Thursday night. Uh, and on the flip side, now you've got Columbus coming off a uh, nice win against Tampa Bay at home that snapped a. Uh, Four-game losing streak. Uh, they definitely needed that. Uh, they get the 4-2 uh, uh, win against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. We'll see if they can keep it going here on the road against uh, Washington. Uh, as lo look at series history here. Washington's had the better of it for sure uh, to the tune of 7-2 and two in the last nine meetings. Even last year with Washington starting to, you know, decline, you know, as, as an organization right now, uh, Washington still had the better of it. They won three of the four meetings last year. Head-to-head uh, -head against the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. This is another one where um, it's, you know I can't always pinpoint why, but goals have been there with these two teams. Five and one to the over in the last six meetings uh, between the uh, Blue Jackets and the uh, Capitals. We have a Elvis Merzlikens versus Charlie Lindgren uh, goaltending battle here uh, in this game tonight. Lindgren in instead of uh, Darcy uh, Kemper. Uh, who is not injured. It's just a situation where they're going to give uh, Kemper a night off and give uh, Charlie Lindgren a start here. And uh, I think the betting markets are reacting accordingly because I just realized, Alex, when I bet this, it was over six minus 120. All the sixes are gone. All the sixes are gone. It's six and a half now pretty much everywhere here in this game now. So uh, I still like it six and a half. I got over six minus 120, but clearly there's some reaction to uh, maybe not just series history, but uh, uh, Charlie Lindgren citing for Washington in that. So I agree, though, over series history. You got Washington's uh, backup goalie Lindgren in that. Columbus finally got some offense the other night against Tampa Bay. I think, and Washington should be able to score at home against Columbus, who are not a shutdown team by any stretch of the imagination. So I, I still like over, even with the move to six and a half. Uh, what do you think here, Blue Jackets, Capitals? Yeah, this is not one I'll probably look to grab over over in game. So if I can grab a six at plus money, five and a half, laying a price, that's what I'll be looking for here. But like, like I said, the only thing I'll be looking at is over. I don't want anything to do with the side with either one of these teams. Now, obviously, the props went to the wayside with Washington last game because they got shut out. But if you're going to look at props, look at Milano, look at Strom, look at Wilson. You know, those are really the three guys that have been good lately for the uh, Capitals. You know, for Columbus, uh, We've, we've talked about how Roslovic's been good. Uh, keep an eye on Marchenko. Marchenko got scratched by Pascal Vincent, got back in the lineup the other night, and he scored for Columbus. So maybe a wake-up call. Maybe you ride Kirill Marchenko right now uh, for Columbus. The wake-up call getting benched 
Uh, he'll be playing with Fantilli and Dmitry, Dmitry Voronkov on that uh, second line uh, tonight for the uh, Blue Jackets. So maybe Marchenko got the wake-up call he needed uh, with that benching, and he was certainly better the other night in the win against uh, Tampa Bay. All right, we've got Carolina and the New York Islanders. Carolina, uh, minus 130. Uh, road favorites, uh, the total five and a half here in this game. Uh, this is actually playoff uh, redemption, playoff revenge, playoff rematch. But I'll tell you what, I am at the point now where I think this angle is, uh, I don't want to say it's it's overplayed, it's, it's yesterday's news, but the playoff revenge angles have not been turning out all that well uh, this year. If you've been just blindly backing the team that's facing uh, an opponent for the first time since they got knocked out by that opponent in the playoffs the previous year, it's not gone well. So I think if you're going to use that angle here for the Islanders, I'd be careful. Um, I actually like Carolina here. It's not a big uh, wager for me personally, but I did take a little minus 128 with uh, Carolina. It's up to minus 130 in some spots, but Hurricanes off a loss to the Rangers. I like this team usually off a loss, and I think you're going to see that here. And are we really going to just you know, do uh, cartwheels for the New York Islanders shutting out Washington uh, the other night overly – not really. I mean, Washington's just not very good this year. Uh, we'll see how they fare against a team that's a, a, a better team coming off a loss here. Uh, I know the Islanders, in theory, they should be uh, excited for this game, getting to play the team that knocked them out last year uh, in the first round. But no, to me, this is Carolina. This is a cheap price with the better team and a, the better team coming off a loss, which should mean uh, that they're focused and uh, show that urgency tonight. So hurricanes for me at the reasonable minus 130 price. Alex, what do you think here? Hurricanes, Islanders. Yeah, it's a pass for me. I was leaning toward the draw, but this is such a big card, so I'm, I'm passing on this game. Yeah, no, nothing wrong with that. Um, there is one player I want to mention for the Islanders. He's got all the talent, skill in the world. He actually does have a lot of skill and talent. He hasn't clicked, though, offensively with this team yet, and that was Simon Holmstrom, and we finally saw something from him last game against Washington, so – I don't know if that's just a blip on the radar, if he can bring the, you know, continue to bring this as a level of consistency to the rink, night in and night out. But uh, no doubt we saw something uh, solid from him as far as um, uh, offensive uh, production the other night in the uh, win against Washington. We'll see if he can make that a habit, not just a, a one-off situation. All right, we roll along here. Good uh, pace we got going. New York Rangers and Minnesota Wild. Uh, we've got uh, Minnesota uh, now about a minus 115 slight home favorite in this game uh the total right now it was six uh it actually was five and a half six and now it's six shaded to the over here so we've seen some over money come in here on this uh rangers and wild win and i'll tell you why the uh over money's coming in and the minnesota money people see that jonathan quick is starting tonight for the los angeles or for the los angeles for the new york rangers uh they see that jonathan quick is starting for the uh, rangers tonight and People just assume that, hey, he's not what he used to be. Uh, he's vulnerable now at this part of his career. Uh, he's going to give up goals. They can't win with Jonathan Quick. Well, I remember Jonathan Quick, his last time start he had with the Rangers, he got a shutout. So, And this Rangers team is playing very good team hockey right now. Their power play has been excellent. They've been getting timely goals from multiple players in that lineup. Uh, their defensive game has been good. I mean, you're talking about, you know, uh, an eight and two team that still found a way to win in a brutal spot, quite honestly. A perfect road trip, come home against Carolina. We were all worried for the Rangers in that spot, and they still found a way to win that game against Carolina. I'm, I'm not going against the Rangers at this price. I don't care if it's me and net. Well, maybe then I would, but you get my point. I mean, I'm not going against the Rangers at this price, minus 105. They played excellent hockey. Their team game is the antithesis of what we're seeing from Minnesota, you know, right now. And I don't mind that Jonathan Quick is in net. Jonathan Quick was good the last time we saw him uh, in net. So I did grab Rangers here uh, in, at this price. I just don't really think that the, uh, the this is as big a deal as we think. I mean, he's 2-0 and with a .41 goals against a 982 save percentage in two starts and three appearances this year for the New York Rangers. So this Jonathan Quick, uh, uh, you know, can't get it done you know, narrative needs to pump the brakes for a little bit because he's played very well here in the first month of the season for the New York Rangers. So I can only look at uh, Rangers here at now. I'm even seeing plus 102 at now at bet online. So plus money now is starting to show up 
uh, with the uh, New York Rangers. Uh, Dean Evison's doing the lineups, lineup in a blender uh, thing, trying to shake up this team somehow. It looks like Marco Rossi was skating on the top line with Kaprizov. If that's going to be the top line tonight, it's long overdue. I still think his props are worth a look. Rossi has been one of the better forwards for the uh, Minnesota Wild. No question about that. So I'll probably have a Rossi prop, but I do like the Rangers here. Minus uh, 105 in this game. I just think it's uh, the betting markets uh, overreacting a little bit to the absence of Igor Shesterkin, especially considering that Jonathan Quick has been uh, very good here the first month of the season. For, uh, by the way, this has been another series where it's hard to explain why, but been a lot of goals for the last five between the Rangers and Wild have gone over. Last uh, three meetings, 5-2, and then two last year were 7-3 and 4-3. So a lot of goals with Rangers and Wild. So I could make a case for the over as well. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Rangers, Wild. Yeah, a lot of goals, but a lot of goals early. 11-4 and four to the first period over, including five straight. Uh, this is a great price and, and a great number here, one and a half. Uh, I laid $1.25. You can still find $1.25 or $1.30 out there. So we're going with that first period over. Love that game. That's fine. All right, there you go. Goals in these games, especially in the first period of these games for the uh, Rangers and the Wild in recent meetings. So Alex liking the uh, first period over. And again, pretty good price with that, considering that you've got a, a six with just a little bit of juice. And that means you're going to get better prices with the uh, first period overs uh, as well. All right, we've got Alex's Blackhawks next up on the docket. Chicago finally returns home. It feels like they haven't played any home games this year. They've only played two. Can you believe it? It's November 4th. They've played two home games. Uh, this year, the Chicago Blackhawks. This will be their third as they host the Florida Panthers. Uh, Florida minus 200 road favorites, six and a half the total. This is my game where I don't have a whole lot on it. Uh, I ain't laying this ever with the Florida Panthers on the road. I don't care who they're playing. But, you know, they bounced back pretty nicely from that tough loss to Boston where they actually could have beat the Bruins. They were up 2 nothing, So they've actually played all right on this road trip. Could have beat Boston. You could argue they should have beat Boston because they had a lead. They couldn't hold it. But then they bounced back and they shut out the Detroit Red Wings, a very impressive road win uh, right after that. Um, but I ain't laying this price with them. But I don't want Chicago either off a road trip. You know, they're struggling right now mightily. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, it seems that, you know what, the, the worst fears about Chicago right now are coming to fruition. It's like when Bedard, if Bedard doesn't score, nobody scores. Uh, for this hockey team. And we're starting to kind of see that here in, in a couple of these games are uh, recently for Chicago. So the offense is hard to come by uh, right now. Um, it's, I could see actually playing under, but uh, I'm, I'm passing on this one. I could even see Florida being flat. Maybe you sprinkle on the draw, but again, I just Chicago's form is really tough to get behind uh, right now. And uh, credit to Alex who said, don't buy in yet to uh, Arvid uh, Soderblom. And it was Soderblom in that game against Arizona. I mean, he was just absolutely yep. lit up in that hockey game. Peter Morozik, by the way, already confirmed as the uh, starter tonight for the uh, Blackhawks. What do you think here, Alex? Florida, Chicago. Yeah, there's nothing to value here in, in this one. So I'm just going to be a fan and root for the Hawks. Hope they get a win here tonight. So it's a pass. There you go. I think that's a, a wise choice there. Uh, and again, no no confirmation yet. It's not a back-to-back, -back, I believe, for Florida. No, it's not. There's only two games tomorrow, and they aren't one of the two uh, uh, they aren't one of the four teams playing. So you would expect goalie Bob and net, but again, that hasn't been confirmed uh, as of uh, yet. As far as uh, props go, like I say, if, if you want anyone on Chicago, take Bedard right now. Cause uh, I, I keep thinking Kurashev on that top line can eventually get going. That guy's an enigma, man, though. It's, it's uh, really, really tough. I mean, he, he, I feel he's got so much more capability in him, but just hasn't been able to show that uh, constantly, uh, repeatedly for them. I, I mentioned, too, Anton Lindell was uh, moving up to the second line uh, for Florida last game, which means he had some prop value. He scored a goal. Now, it was an empty net goal, but he still found the uh, back of the net for Florida in that game. So maybe you go back to the well with Anton Lindell, who's been – a little bit mispriced because now he's on the uh, second line for the uh, Panthers. All right, uh, next up, we've got Pittsburgh and San Jose. Uh, and uh, what kind of response do we get from the San Jose Sharks after one of the uh, most uh, embarrassing losses you'll see uh, in a regular season hockey game? I guess we will find out uh, tonight. But it is uh, Pittsburgh uh, minus 240 uh, road favorites, six and a half being the uh, total here uh, in this game. Uh, it should be fascinating to see the kind of response we get from the San Jose Sharks. This game, you know, I've, I, I spent way too much on the time on this game in my handicapping of this Saturday card overnight. Way too much. And 
only end up with uh, an opinion where I'm probably staying off the side, staying off the total uh, in this game. And you know I've been anti-Sharks. You know I've been fading the San Jose team almost every game, whether it's first period puck lines, full game puck lines, the team total uh, for the opponent. You know, we have been going in so many different directions against San Jose. And this is a bad hockey team, maybe historically bad. Make no mistake about it. But if there's any shred of pride and dignity inside that Sharks dressing room, they play with their hair on fire tonight uh, against the Pittsburgh Penguins. They play with their balls to the wall. They want to run every Penguin through the boards. you got to show some level of emotional response following a game like that. You have to, you, you know, for as bad, and maybe you're just so bad. You, the talent is so weak on this team. Your defense and your goaltending are so bad in particular, you can't overcome it. But you, I have to see effort. I have to see some serious effort, some serious intensity. That is something that we certainly didn't see once that game got away quickly uh, against Vancouver the other night. That is where what you have to see from San Jose. So I would say if you're going to have any interest betting this game, do, do a live betting situation. You know, let's see how they start. Do they look engaged? Do they look like a team that's absolutely pissed off, thoroughly disgusted with the way they played uh, on Thursday night at home against the Vancouver Canucks? And if they do come out with that level of urgency and focus and intensity, maybe then that gives you a hint that maybe San Jose can at least compete in that game and maybe have a chance to win their first game. I don't know, but th- that wouldn't shock me. But you know what also wouldn't shock me? Six to one Pittsburgh tonight. That wouldn't shock me either. Um, but I don't love the Penguins. I don't trust the Penguins. I don't love this Penguins team. I've said that over and over again. You aren't going to catch me laying minus 240 with them in this spot. I'm not even in love with the usual shark fade against with them tonight with Pittsburgh first period puck line and full game puck line and Pittsburgh team total. I'm not even in love with all those bets tonight because I think this team has flaws. They've got serious defensive flaws right now. Um, and look, even their power play with all that, uh, you know, offensive weaponry that's on it, Crosby, Gensel, Malkin, uh, Riley Smith, uh, Brian Rust, uh, Carlson on the back end, you know, that power play has been a little bit underwhelming uh, here for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins as well. But, uh, so this is a game I've talked myself in circles and taught myself out of it, uh, as far as side and total are concerned. That being said, the obvious prop player to target tonight is Eric Carlson. It goes without saying. Uh, You know, he wanted out of San Jose. They knew they were rebuilding. It's playing his old team now. Uh, He did score the other night against Anaheim, I believe. It was the Anaheim game. He got a goal for the uh, uh, Penguins in that game. And by the way, not only is San Jose atrocious defensively, but they've really given up a lot of shots to defensemen this year as well. So uh, over two and a half shots on goal for Carlson's only minus 110. I think that is a bargain. Uh, to go over two and a half shots on Eric Carlson. Uh, goal prop is upwards of plus 400. The the assist prop is only minus 120. And I think power play point is plus 160. Anything and everything Eric Carlson, I think, tonight makes a lot of sense to me as he plays his former team, the uh, San Jose Sharks, tonight uh, in this game. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Uh, fascinating one. Believe it or not, we're saying that about a San Jose Sharks game. But to me, this is legitimately fascinating here. Pittsburgh, San Jose. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, you you made that game way more interesting than I could possibly ever uh, fathom in, in my eyes. This game, I won't be watching it. I more than likely won't be betting it, but you make a great case for looking at some of those Pittsburgh defensemen, uh, potentially for, like I said, you know, that shots on goal for Carlson. Even though I haven't been betting shots on goal for the, you know, reason of, you know, how they're counting them, uh, that one might be worth taking a shot on because I think he should be able to get well past two and a half, and that's a, a decent number, so... Maybe look at him. Maybe look at Latang to get something on them on the power play. Other than that, there's nothing else uh, that I would be even get, garnering attention to. It's interesting that the draw here. Looking at BetMGM, only plus three sixty. So that kind of tells you a lot. With uh, you know, some people kind of being cautious to maybe like I said, maybe this is San Jose's first first win. Who knows? But uh, I, I certainly wouldn't be backing any money on on San Jose in, in any uh, form or, or on that side. So. No, I'm, I'm, I'm pumping the brakes for one night on fading San Jose blindly. Uh, it's been nice. We've won a lot. That Vancouver game was a thing of beauty. Alex even jumped on the on, on the express. He had the first period puck line with the Canucks the other night. Uh, but let's be real. Who's a better hockey team right now, Vancouver or Pittsburgh? Who? 
I think we know the answer to that. Uh, and we'll get to Vancouver in just a minute. You talk about a game that I love in the late night hours. That's a Dallas-Vancouver, man. That is going to be something very interesting uh, tonight. I'm looking forward to that. But, yeah, I'm and to me, and you're only laying a slightly bigger price with Pittsburgh. You're actually laying a bigger price with Pittsburgh than you are than you did with Vancouver uh, the other night. So that's another reason. Like from a value st- standpoint, I don't see value here on Pittsburgh either. And if, if there's one night San Jose, as bad as they are, are going to bring it, it's tonight. Will it be enough, though, because there is a talent deficiency, uh, as we know. All right, Calgary, Seattle. We've got Seattle minus 120, home favorite, six the total in this game. Uh, I'm on the crackheads here, Seattle uh, minus 120. I mean, I'm, I don't want to say I'm, I've lost hope on the Calgary Flames, but it's dire right now. I mean, you got players now that were negotiating for potential contract extensions beyond this year. They're now saying, nope, shut her down. We're not keeping these discussions going as the losses continue to mount uh, for this Calgary Flames team. Uh, continue to get nothing from Huberto and Kadri. I thought for sure those two guys were going to bounce back, and we just haven't seen that uh, from them. Uh, you know what's funny? Markstrom hasn't played that bad uh, for the uh, uh, Flames, but unfortunately the offense is in a, a bad way once again. Uh, even with the coaching change to Ryan Huska, uh, this now six straight losses for the uh, Calgary Flames. Uh, now they got to go on the road face a Seattle team that is slowly but surely, I think, starting to play some better hockey. You look at the last seven games, they're four and three, and the losses were all winnable games for them, especially the last two. They lost in overtime to Carolina and a one goal loss to Florida uh, on that road trip. So, you know, to be honest with you, this price to me could have been a little higher uh, on the uh, Seattle side. To only get minus 120 on them, I think, good price against a struggling team and a banged-up team as well. Let's not forget that. Uh, they've gotten Zadorov out on the blue line day-to-day. Rzichka's a big loss because he's one of the few guys that was producing for them. Dylan Dubé also day-to-day right now with the uh, Calgary Flames. But uh, just to me, it's just hard to trust this team to win games right now. Um, Cal, uh, for me, it'll be Seattle minus uh, 120 here in this one. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Calgary, Seattle. Yeah, I like this first period over. You could play it now minus a dollar twenty-five if that's available. Otherwise, if you're seeing a little higher, you can wait in game uh, three or four minutes and, and grab this at plus money. So that I probably will do a half on uh, the spot now and then wait in game just in case, just give me myself a little insurance and then try to go uh, another half unit on, on that at, at plus money. But I like I like goals here early, so you can also take a look at both teams to score first period as well. Yeah, I could see that in this game, too. Uh, and you know what? The, the over is a lean for me. I do think we did see an over with Calgary. The, at some point, they're going to start scoring a little bit more. But I think it might come at the expense of their defensive game. We kind of saw that against Dallas. They finally had a little more flow offensively, but they still lost. And the goals, you know, they couldn't keep the puck up. And they were really running around. Like, their defensive zone coverage at times was atrocious against the Dallas Stars. Uh, the other night in that loss to uh, Big D. So that's concerning as well. So I would probably lean a little bit to the over, but I like Seattle even more than that at uh, minus uh, 120 uh, here in this game. Even though I like Seattle and I like Cartier, by the way, again, with the top line that he, and Bjorkstrand's starting to heat up and he's a streaky player. So I like those props for the Kraken. I'm going to come back and take a shot again with the guy that got his first goal on his first shot the other night, though, for Calgary, because he's on the second line, Connor Zari, uh, or Connor Zari, I should say. He was very good. Uh, that night and got his first goal and you're still getting over plus 400 uh, for him to find the back of the net. All right, next up, we've got Dallas and Vancouver. Uh, Dallas minus 125 road favorites, six being the uh, total here in this game. Um, I'm actually, I'm on the Canucks, man. uh, And I never thought I would be on Vancouver uh, against Dallas, but I just got that sense here. Vancouver really wants to put their medal to the test against a team of this magnitude, one of the better teams in the West. And for Dallas here, this is the end of this Western Canadian swing, which has already been a very satisfying trip for them with the wins in Alberta, you know, against Edmonton and uh, Calgary. Uh, We'll see if they've got still enough left in their tank before they head home. They play Boston, by the way, Monday night at home following this game. So that's a big-time matchup for them. Not that Vancouver isn't, but, you know, you already got your two wins in Alberta, and it's not going to be an easy opponent the way the Canucks are playing. Uh, right now against this uh, Dallas team. And you know what's funny is Vancouver's actually done very well against Dallas head-to-head. Six straight meetings they've won. 6-0 and Vancouver in the last six head-to-head meetings against Dallas, including three straight here in Vancouver. You know, even the bad Vancouver team last year 
Uh, and the Vancouver teams under uh, Boudreaux there a couple of years ago beat Dallas 6-2 to two at home. So, you know, the Canucks have done a very nice job against this Dallas Stars team, and this is the best Canucks team of the bunch right now. What a start, 7-2-1, and one. terrific job uh, by uh, Rick Tockett and this uh, coaching staff, even Mike Yo. Yeah, even him will give him a little bit of credit uh, somehow. <laughs> uh, we're going to give more credit to Gonchar and Foot. I'm sure they're doing more of the heavy Right, definitely. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, on this uh, coaching staff right now. But nevertheless, what a job. Quinn Hughes is right now my pick for Norris right now. He yeah. has to be. He's been absolutely ridiculously good. I mean, the point production, yes, but I think his defensive game has just come so far, and he's just so much better now uh, in his own end right now for this uh Vancouver Canucks team and even see, you know, Tyler Myers hasn't been nearly as bad. He's still the weak link, but you know, Ronick's been a nice addition from Detroit. Philip Ronick, uh, Ian Cole and Carson Soucy are good, stable veteran blue liners. So they've done a nice job uh, with uh, insulating and improving this blue line. Patrick Alvine, uh, the GM deserves credit for that. Uh, and then up front, you know, it's really been impressive. Kuzmenko, Pedersen, Miller, Besser. It's not delivery. It's Di Giuseppe. Ilya Mikheyev has been a, a gem since they put him on the top line after he returned from injury. Beauvillier was the one guy that was kind of slumping, and he busts out against San Jose. Everyone that was slumping basically got uh, out of the slump the other night against San Jose. So uh, I do like Vancouver here, plus 105. I mean, this is a great price. You're not going to see the home underdogs often if they keep playing this way, but you are because of the caliber of their opponent tonight, uh, the Dallas Stars. But Dallas is at the end of the road trip. Vancouver has owned this team. I mean, six straight wins over Dallas. So Canucks plus 105 for me. What do you think here, Alex? Dallas, Vancouver. Yeah, the first thing I liked was the over. And I I, I wouldn't grab that over uh, over six minus twenty. But then I was also leaning toward taking a shot with Dallas. I didn't put, thankfully, did not put that in. Uh, like I said, cause just kind of looking back at, uh, you know, the, the serious history with Vancouver and also just uh, to reflect that with Jake Ottinger, you know, his, his uh, appearances against Vancouver specifically have not been good, even though he's 5-0-1-1 this year, but he's 0-2-1 uh, with a same percentage below nine, well below 900 uh, in three games against Vancouver. So this is a spot here where I, yeah, I'm staying away from the side. I get Vancouver's playing well enough, but I just don't want to go in front of Dallas necessarily even at plus 105. If I was getting plus 120, sure, I'd be all over the Canucks here in this spot. But like I said, they're playing better, and, and this price reflects it. I'm just going to go with this this over six. I think we see goals here both ways. and This should be a very exciting game. It's, uh, most of the games at, at the, the night slate are pretty good. I think this one this one's going to be close. There's another game that's pretty good, too, late, but uh, this one might be close to the game of the night. Yeah, I, I have to lean with you on the total as well, over. I mean, this is another series history thing. I believe it's 18-7 and seven or something close to that. The last 25 games in Vancouver, Stars versus Canucks to the over. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Six and two just overall in the last eight meetings to the over uh, for the uh, Dallas Stars against the Vancouver Canucks. And Dallas has actually gone over on the road trip here, two games. Uh, Edmonton and Calgary, both of those games went over the total. So, yeah, over six for me as well, but – uh, even like more than the total, uh, even more than that. I like Vancouver here plus uh, 105. Should be a great. I'm looking forward to that game, as you know. Yeah. Uh, that is going to be a fun game to watch in the late night hours. Of the four late night games, this is the one I'm. Uh, mo- I'm even more excited about Dallas Vancouver than the next game, and that's a pretty damn good game too. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche yeah. and the Vegas <laughs> Golden Knights. Uh, that's pretty damn good too. I will say, but yeah, I, I, I'm just really into Vancouver right now. Uh, with the way they're playing. I get it. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, though, Colorado Vegas is pretty damn good for late night television as well. Uh, we've got Colorado minus 105 or minus 115, I should say, slight road favorites. Uh, and the total here in this one, uh, six shaded to the over. So I have a distinct plan of attack here. And by the way, Quinn Hughes props, I shouldn't even have to mention them in the Vancouver game, as you know. Shots, goal prop, assist prop, anything you can find, always worth a look. I have a plan of action here or a strategy here for Vegas. We know they're hosting Colorado tonight. Should be a great game. Two legit Western Conference and Stanley Cup contenders. Uh, no question about that. I think Vegas in this spot, you get their best. kind of reminds me of Winnipeg the other night. Bruce Cassidy had a great quote, and it resonated. It's kind of why I lean Vegas here. He says, you know, Montreal, we weren't sharp. We weren't our best. We played Winnipeg tonight a lot better. We have a history with them. And I think it got the guys inspired uh, and we were just a lot sharper. We were on our toes. He used all this lingo to basically say, you know what? 
we weren't into the Montreal game, but we were a lot more into the Winnipeg game because we faced them in the playoffs last year. And they played great, obviously, against the Jets uh, in that victory last night. Uh, and now against Colorado, he's saying the same thing. Like, we know how good they are. You know, are, we really want to show what we uh, how, how we can play against them. So when you get Vegas clearly focused, clearly interested in the opponent, clearly interested in the game, and you get them at, what, even money here, like it's plus 100, minus 105 with them on their home ice at T-Mobile Arena where they're 6-0-1 uh, this season, I ain't going against that. It's just I'm not. Not, it's just not going to happen. And look, I got to admit, I'm a little bit, I have more worries about Colorado tonight because we went, saw them on the road previously. Both, both of their losses this year were on the road and it was, they were to Pittsburgh and Buffalo, you know? So to me, that shows you that on away from uh, Denver, you know, we have seen some subpar performance from the Colorado avalanche this season. Now, uh, obviously they are going to be geared up. This is the Stanley cup champions that they're facing. So it's not going to be a lack of inspiration for them, but you know, to me, I just have a little bit more confidence at the moment right now in Vegas in this spot. You know, I, I don't love it on the uh, Colorado side that, you know, they've got a couple of uh, uh, centers out depth centers, but they still miss them. You know, there are some injuries for Vegas. Nick Hague is going to be out. Will Carrier is day to day, but how many times have we seen it? from the Vegas Golden Knights, that they've just got so much bloody depth on the blue line, you know, that they can withstand uh, any and all uh, absences and they can basically plug those holes and still end up finding a way uh, to play well on the back end, one through six and get the job done. And Martinez and Petrangelo and McNabb and Theodore and Theodore's playing great right now. Theodore props are probably worth a look. He's been really, his offensive game has accelerated the last few, but you can put in Caden Korchak, you can put in Ben Hutton, you can put in Braden Pahal in, in those bottom two defense slots for Vegas, and you really don't miss a lot. You know, that shows you how well they have built things uh, on the uh, blue line and on the defense for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. So should be a great game. I'm very much excited to tune into this one as well. But for me, I'm going to go with Vegas here at uh, minus 105. There's actually minus 102 at Bet Online. There's plus 100 at Bookmaker slash Chris. That's you're just not going to get the Vegas Golden Knights on home ice at that price very often. And uh, I saw enough vulnerability in those two road losses for Colorado to the Penguins and the Sabres that, you know, I, I've got to side with the Vegas Golden Knights here uh, in this game in what should be hopefully a good one. What do you think here, Alex? The game, final game of the night, Colorado, Vegas. Yeah, I like the draw here in this one. I grabbed this yesterday. I uh, got this also a plus 330. And uh, this is, like I said, just going to be a, a good back-and-forth battle, I feel like. And, yeah, Vegas, like I said, it's the cheap, cheapest you're going to find them. Uh, but with Colorado, like I said, kind of, you know, they've taken their lumps, had a couple of losses. I think you know, they're going to bring a, a decent fight here to Vegas. And, you know, like someone said in the chat, yeah, you know, they lose in overtime. They usually don't lose in regulation. So I think this one goes past 60 minutes, and we can see go back and forth from there. So. Let's go ah. to the regulation draw plus three thirty. I just looked at my cards in my email because I sent it out already. I'll be posting it on the uh, and I'll be po- we'll be posting the picks. There's not going to be much props today. It's just that's just the way it is because it's going to take me forever to write them up. So I'm only going to post a couple of my. Pro- I'm going to I'm going to basically for the Patreon page and the community tab for the Family Plan YouTube channel members. I'm going to probably post my five to ten best props of the day. Uh, in the NHL. We'll leave it at that. And of course, my bargain bin prop, which we will get to uh, in just a moment. Uh, And then, of course, you'll have the sides and totals, though, in full. And same with uh, Alex. But this is actually the other draw that I bet. Colorado, I did bet this draw as well. I just saw in my email, plus 390, I think it was. No, 370. 370 at FanDuel with uh, Colorado Vegas draw. So it's a split bet for me. Vegas and the draw here with the uh, Avs and the uh, Golden Knights. So uh, I agree. I think this draw is worth a look. I think it's going to be a pretty tight, pretty competitive game and looking forward to it for sure. All right. Great stuff. Didn't I say it? This was going to be rapid fire for a Saturday yeah. <laughs> to get through 15 games in less than an hour is insane, especially with me involved. That's just not usually ever going to happen, but uh, we wanted to go with pace today because actually i got to head out in about 30 minutes from now. So uh, good stuff. We appreciate it. Everyone in the chat, hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. 196 live viewers. Lots to talk, tell you about ice guys, family plan, $9.99 us per month. Our sides and totals, player props, daily betting card, Alex's live looks, live wagers on the YouTube community tab. 
uh, for the family plan members as well. Uh, all of our content and on the Patreon page as well. So make sure you check both of those out, patreon.com slash iceguys and the family plan for $9.99 US per month. And we do have a correction to make from yesterday's yeah. show regarding the live bet casts. Dummy me, dummy, uh, set, <laughs> scheduled a bet cast with a, on a day with no games uh, initially. So two, I remember yesterday I said Tuesday, November 21st is when we would have our free bet cast public available to all bet cast no, can't have it that day. There are no games that day, Tuesday, yeah. November 21st. It's because it's Thanksgiving week. So all the games are going to be Wednesday uh, instead, uh, the day before Thanksgiving. So uh, we will do the uh, public free-for-all betcast for November the following Tuesday, November the 28th. And I actually looked ahead to that betcast, Tuesday, November 28th. We've got Florida-Toronto, a playoff rematch. Vegas-Edmonton, uh, a playoff rematch. Uh, there are some really, really good games that night. So uh, excited to have that BetCast now, uh, uh, Tuesday, November the 28th. So again, that's Tuesday, November 28th for the free public, uh, free to the public, free for all BetCast uh, on Tuesday, November 28th, 7 p.m. Eastern. And then our Ice Guys Family Plan exclusive, members exclusive BetCast will be next Thursday, uh, which we mentioned. That's still the same, Thursday, November 9th. Next Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central is when it will begin. And we'll be hanging around for pretty much the early games. So we'll go through the, all the early games. It'll be about a three-hour bet cast. Uh, and then if people, including Alex, because his Bears play that night uh, against the Carolina Panthers, want to see the end of that Thursday night just masterpiece uh, on Thursday <laughs> night, uh, they have the ability to do that. So uh, next Thursday, November the 9th, we will have our first Ice Guys Family Plan members only BetCast, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. And then the BetCast that's available to everyone will be on Tuesday, November 28th. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Also, we got two days left in the Ice Guys store for 20% off on everything. That's iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Uh, as Ian mentioned, we will have. Uh, live looks in the family plan uh, uh, section, the community section in the YouTube, but also check out patreon.com slash nice guys. Uh, said we have all of our uh, goalie, my goalie charts, both of our uh, power rankings will be up. I will have articles up in the next week or so, like it's having some technical issues still, but I got some things that are already written up that will be posted. So hopefully in the next coming, coming days, uh, I will have some new articles and some revised articles. Uh, post it so check that out at patreon.com slash ice guys just ten dollars a month all right good stuff there indeed all right we wrap it up as always with bargain bin special of the night and best bets we start of course with bargain bin uh special of the night uh last night obviously it, you can't you can't get a cash a brandon biro prop if the team's only going to score um one goal uh so that was <laughs> tough but uh this one is the obvious choice for me like this was going to be i think Last night, it was going to be my bargain bin special of the night. Uh, we're going to go to San Jose. Do you know the way to San Jose? We're going to go with EK55, Eric Carlson, Pittsburgh Penguins, plus 400 to score a goal tonight. That's at bet 365. Uh, Eric Carlson for the Pittsburgh Penguins, plus 400. Uh, he actually scored the last game. I think slowly but surely the comfort level, at least offensively for him, is going to start to show here with Pittsburgh. Uh, I think it's an absolutely great look. You know he's going to be revved up playing against the uh, former team, the San Jose Sharks, for the first time, uh, going back to San Jose. And San Jose's been awful giving up shots to defensemen. They've been awful giving up points to defensemen. And even worse, they've, been they've I think, allowed seven or eight goals to defensemen this year, uh, the San Jose Sharks so far. What do we see? We saw Quinn Hughes find the back of the net for Vancouver the other night against San Jose. So uh, Eric Carlson plus 400 for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, that will be my bargain bin special of the night. Alex, what do you got? Yeah, we're heading over to 1901 West Madison with the Hawks game uh, tonight against the Florida Panthers. But we're going with a member of, of the opponents tonight. We're going with the Panthers. Carter Verhage moving up to that top line on the power play. Uh, we're taking a shot at him to get a power play point at plus 400. So you can go over a half for the power play points. Plus 400 with Carter Verhage. This just feels like it could be one of those games where the Hawks, they're going to let up some goals, and they can let some up with the man advantage. So look for Verhage and maybe get a goal and assist there with the man advantage. Plus 400, that's my bargain. That's special for today. 
That makes a lot of sense. And that's exactly the shit we look for on this show. We look for players moving up the lineup, going to the number one power play unit. And that is Carter Verhage tonight for the uh, Florida Panthers. Power play point uh, plus 400 for uh, Alex with his bargain bin special of the night for this Saturday card. All right, best bets to wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys show. Alex, we'll start with you. Lots to choose from. What do you like for best bet? For that game, I'm going to go down the street to the XL Energy Center. We got Minnesota taking on the New York Rangers. Love that first period over one and a half minus 125, 11 and four for the last 15 meetings, including five straight first period over cashes here. Jonathan Quick in net, that helps us out just as much uh, as Adam Fox being missing on the blue line. Of course, we know how the defense has been for Minnesota as well. They've been rough, especially early in games. So let's go first period over Rangers Wild. That's my best bet for Saturday. All right, there we go. Rangers Wild over. Uh, one and a half in the first period. Best bet for uh, Alex B. Smith on this Saturday card. Uh, my best bet is, uh, uh, you know what? I'm, I, I really like this look. I really do. Uh, and I, I was already considering it. And then I heard a guy that knows this team well, Jimmy Murphy, on our show yesterday talk about it. And he knows the Bruins well. Just feels like it's a really, really tough spot for Boston. These two games against these teams, they've got a heated history with Florida and Toronto, and now they're going to Detroit, a place they've struggled, a Red Wings team that's desperate to snap this little skid they're in. I think they are a live home dog. I think it's a good, great spot, great price. Go bold. You know, we've lost a couple best bets in a row yesterday and Thursday. Go bold to snap the skid. Detroit, plus 125 uh, against Boston. Uh, for my best bet here for this Saturday card. All right, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Hit the like button. We appreciate it very much. Uh, A great show. Shout out to everyone in the chat. Again, you are the guys that make it possible for us to be able to do this show each and every day. We have nothing without your support, uh, obviously. And again, with the uh, Dono again, uh, P.O.D. Jen Stoner. Uh, Again, we appreciate it uh, very much. The Ice Guys Drinks and Snacks Fund. Uh, Very, very good. We appreciate it uh, very much, my friend. And uh, thank you again for the support. And thank you to everyone for the support. So, again, just to recap, the best, the BetCast schedule for November, members only, family plan, members only BetCast next Thursday, November the 9th, 7 p.m. Eastern. And then the regular monthly public BetCast, Tuesday, November 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So looking forward to our two betcasts uh, in the month of November. And a reminder, as always, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. Although an addendum to that, Monday's show will obviously be at 3 p.m. Eastern time following my uh, college football show and then the rest of the week, as usual, uh, at 2 p.m. Eastern. Great show. I hope you enjoyed the rapid-fire pace. Uh, We'll take our time next week, though, on the Saturday, I promise. Uh, For Alex B. Smith, uh, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Sunday at noon Eastern for another edition of the Ice Guys. 